Thank you for downloading this weekend sermon from Bangalore Revival Center. Our desire is to see you grow in your love and pursuit of God, causing you to become a channel of His love and grace to the people around you. Now let's listen to the Word of God. The Bible said, Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church and all the power of hell will not do what? Conquer it. All the power of hell will not do what? Conquer. You are the house of God. You are not building yourself. This verse is simply saying that I, Jesus, I, your Messiah, I, the one that redeems, see, he redeems you. So, you cannot build yourself. He builds you. He lights your candle. He is the one building our church. We don't need to fight. You know, there's something I see. I see some churches, they are so afraid when their members visit another church. They're like, oh, we are losing members. They send some people to go and spy. What is the secret? How are they increasing? Why my people are leaving the church? Look, you don't need to fight for that. You are not the one bringing the members. You are not the one building the church. God himself built the church. So he said to you that you are Peter. Which means the rock. And he will build the church. All the power of hell put together can never conquer it. Amen. 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 So, all these days we'll be storing about the culture series, the church culture series. Uh, previously we studied uh, about the hosting and building communion and settling, which is last week. You know, I loved one thing Pastor Prigi taught us last week. That is the place I love so much. It talks about how Obedia, you know, left his home, left his family, and he did what? He follows the ark. He forgot everyone behind. Do you remember anywhere in the scripture that has the same connection? That Jesus told the disciples, if you have to follow me, you have to give up your own life. He gave up his own life. He did what? He followed Christ. Another place was in the book of 1 Corinthians 3.16. He said, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you. That the spirit of God lives in you. It is said one person for we to make up that church which Christ wants us to be. That means that is going to be what we call unity. If there is no unity, there is no harmony. There is no way we can become the church Christ has called us to be. He said, all of you put together. He didn't say, you only. You only. No. He said, all of you put together. Amen. 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 So today, we're going to be studying about the light. The culture of the light. I have two verses which I'm going to be sharing from. The first one was Jesus said, I am the light of the one, the word. The second one said, you are the light of the word. Amen. 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 The house looks so quiet. Can you turn to someone beside you and say, wake up. Just thought the person said, wake up, wake up, wake up. Be alert in the spirit. Amen. If you don't respond to me, you know what I'm going to do. We are going to stand until I finish this sermon. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but please respond to my words. <laughs> Amen. Okay. What does the Bible say? In John 8 verse 12. Jesus said, 
He said, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you will have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. You will have the light that leads to what? Life. life. Amen. Now, what do we understand when Jesus said, I am the light of the world? It's being found in the book of Genesis. One, one and four. Yeah, Genesis 1, 1 and 4. The Bible says, In the beginning God created heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and the darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. And then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good. Then he separated the light from what? Darkness. He separated the light from the darkness. Now, for we to really understand the word of Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. You have to see the first picture. That's the blank one. Okay. What do we see here? Darkness. Darkness. Why is it darkness? Because there is no light. It's completely blank. You can't even see the dot. That is what happened in our lives when we don't have the light. We are lost. We are confused. We thought we are walking to the right direction. Automatically, no, my friend, you are mixing it. And what does the Bible say? The Bible said, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the earth. The Spirit of God was there. When the creation took place, but he couldn't do anything to the darkness. Do you see the same principle that took place when Jesus has to come and die? Jesus has to come and die because we were full with darkness. Without Jesus coming, the spirit will not be released. Jesus has to come first for we to see what? To receive the spirit that will lead us into what? Into the light that leads to what? Life. So, having said that, let me, let me have the second picture. Now, what do we need to do? What needs to happen? The Bible says, and God said, let there be light. Remember, when it was darkness, the scripture said it was empty and formless, Right? So that means the world has no shape. It has no shape. Now, God said, let there be what? Light. Who was this light? The same Jesus who said, I am the light of the world. If Jesus has not come in between, there is not going to be any existence of earth. There is not going to be any creation. Jesus was the one who has to come so that there will, the world will have form. Okay, let's go further. Now, when God sees the light was what? He said it was good. He separated the light from the darkness. Give me the next picture. What do you see here? A moon, right? With a light. Now, the moon represents the world we are living in. Now, when God said, let there be light, Jesus appeared and brightened up the place. Now, here, he separates the light from the darkness. He was the light. He stood in between. He said, hey, come on. Get back. I am here. He took place 
And if you notice on the picture, we have more of the light than the darkness. It, the Bible doesn't say when the light comes, there is not going to be any darkness around. There is going to be darkness. But the light has more power. That is why the Bible said that I have, he has a power been given to him above every principality and power by the mission of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Now you need to understand, it doesn't mean there is no power again. There are other powers. But the Bible says, when the name of Jesus, with the powerful name, be mentioned, every new shall do what? Bow. Amen. Amen. Now, the Bible also says, Jesus said, if you follow me, do you understand the creation? Why Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Do we understand it now? He said, but if you follow me, if this is a place that I love God so much. He gave us free will. He never forced us to do anything. He said, if you, if, which means you have to make a decision. This is your choice, not by force. If you follow me, you will never walk in darkness. Now, what do we understand of darkness? I think the picture of the blind man. I'm sorry, we're going to do with picture today. You know, I love pictures. It gives you more, you know, more revelation of what the scripture is talking about. Now, what do we understand here? A blind man, right? The man is blind. The, just imagine that you are blind. We, the church, are blind. This is what happened. When we don't follow Christ, we begin to do what? You want to reach out something. If I close my eyes right now and I want to reach to Armstrong over there, there is no possible mist. Definitely I'm going, to, I'm going to fall. I'm going to stumble. Right? That is what happened to this man. That is what happened when Jesus said, if you follow me, you will never walk in darkness. So it is our duty to do what to say Bye to yesterday. Today, I'm moving forward. I'm going to walk with Christ because he's the light that leads to life. Amen. Amen. And the Bible said in the book of Acts 26, 18, it said to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. Amen. Amen. So, for you to really see, that means you need to have an encounter, right? Your eyes is blind. The reason why your eyes need to be open for you to really follow this Christ so that you don't follow the Antichrist. Most of us, we follow the Antichrist. Yeah, see, there is a church is out there full of crowds. My wife shared something with me a few days ago. She said, because we pray in the morning, we pray every day, as long as we are sitting at home, we are dealing with prayers. So we prayed, I was studying the scripture. She said, baby, come, I came. I had a dream. I said, what is that? He said, I saw this uh, church. It's opposite the same church where we were. 
our church. Then this church, I saw a statue which be mowed as the Satan himself with a bat. You know, if you, any of you have watched Batman, right? You know the bat. So, he, ha, he holds the, stat, uh, the, uh, the bat in his hand. He has a horn. Opposite the same church, but they have a lot of crowd inside the church. So many. Then she told me, this is what I saw. I said, I want to see. Because sincerely, physically, that is me. I'm Thomas. I want to see and believe. I want to encounter. I want to experience. I said, okay, let me go and see. Then I took my Bible. I walked straight to that church. As soon as I got to the entrance, they noticed the Bible I was having. They have their own Bibles. They noticed the Bible I have wasn't the same with them. The same mindset I carried wasn't the same mindset they carried. And they told me, you can't come in here. They sent me back. Then I came back. I said, wow, that is true. Then she said, we need to take a picture and post it on the church group before she woke up. Posting it in the church group is for me to share it with you. Just now, I did. Do you really understand the story? If you don't follow Christ Jesus, you will follow the Antichrist. And it's not God's place, it's not God's will that you must follow the Antichrist. He said, so that they will turn from the power of Satan to the power of God. When you were blind, what is blindness? Blindness represents sin. The blindness we see there represents sin. When you are full with sin, you are under the supreme power of the darkness. He has a control of you. Whatever he says, you cannot argue it. A military force is called obey before complain. So you have to walk according to their own commands. But when you follow the Christ Jesus, you will walk under the supreme power of God. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. So, if we need to have this light in us, we need to have this encounter of the light himself. Right? We need to meet this light himself. We need to know this light. See, if you don't know me, if someone tells you, someone will not walk from outside and come in here, you tell him, that is my pastor. He might not believe you. Why? Because he doesn't know me. For you to know this Christ, not the Antichrist, you need to encounter this Christ. That would make you not to walk in darkness. Then, I just want to give you a little story from the scripture about the blind man. That will give you the perceptive of the physical blindness. How it felt. And what happened when you walk with Christ. You will do what? You will follow the light. Now, this is talking about encountering Christ. And also, having this light take over you. And what happened after you have received this light? Amen. The Bible said in the book of John 9, 6, 7. It said, then he spit on the ground and made the mold with a saliva and spread the mold over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Shilom. Shilom means saint. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Amen. What happened? This man needed an encounter. He has been begging in this pot. Every morning, he needs someone 
to lead him to his position where he begs money. He, they have to lead him. He can't walk freely. He has to step according to the person who is leading him. He can't just walk more than the person that is leading. He needs the person to make a step that he can also make a step. This blind man cannot exercise his freedom, his joy, his happiness. He can't see everything about him is darkness. He's filled with sorrow. He's filled with pain, agony. Every day he murmured within himself. If something happened and people chase, he goes, hey, can you people just stop that? Because why? He is not happy within him. He's filled with sadness. And he needed someone to touch him. He needed someone to open his eyes to see again. Now, look at what happened here. Jesus encountered this man. He did what? He spit on the ground with mold. He put it on the blind man's eyes. And the next picture shows you when Jesus tell him, go and wash yourself. And he went. He didn't just go by himself. Look at it. He has to be led with, by someone for him to see. For him to be able to locate the pool. Because if someone is leading you, you are seeing through that person's eyes. That is what happened. When we are blind and the demons are telling you, say this bad word. You go ahead and say, because why? You've been led by the eyes of the demon, not the eyes of God. Amen. And the next picture shows when this man washed his eyes. Now, in this place, what do you understand in these two pictures? What do you see here? I need an answer. What do we understand in this picture? Transformation, okay? Any other? From darkness to light, awesome. Washing of face, okay? Huh? He sees. Ah, because you were there. <laughs> yeah, she prepared the sermon with me. So, don't mind her. She, she's copying. Okay, now, what I wanted to show you here is, this man, when he went to the pool and washed his eyes, wow, he opened his eyes. Wow, what a beautiful light. He was so amazed by this beautiful light he saw. The first sight, you know, it just is like, uh, how do I put it? Mm, okay, imagine your wife traveled after you got married, okay? The honeymoon didn't take place. And she traveled to visit family. Then when she came back, you know, there is this excitement in you. Because you can't wait to go for that honeymoon. Hey, I've been waiting for this moment. I've been starving for this moment. When we got married first, you were not there. Now you came back. Wow, I can't wait to grab her. That is your language. That is what this man was saying. What a pleasant light. And that found in the book of Ecclesiastes 7, 11 verse 7. It said, the light was sweet. How pleasant to see a new day dawn. The light is what? The light is what? The light is sweet. It's not bitter. It's so sweet. This man opened his eyes. Whoa, what is this? 
He saw the beautiful colors on people's clothes. He saw how magnificent people were made by God. He saw the trees. He went, huh? So we have this kind of color. That is what happened to us when we encountered Christ. When you are blind, you can't see anything. Let me tell you, for me to understand the, the, the word, the Lord is good, is when I accept Christ with all my heart. Sometimes we accept Christ with our mouth. Not here. It stops here. Yeah, it stops here. So when you accept Christ with all your heart, you begin to see the beauty of God. You now begin to flash back. So, this is truly suffering I was. If I have had Christ in me, I wouldn't have gone through this. If I have had Christ, I wouldn't have made such mistake. If I have Christ in me in those days, I wouldn't have spoke such word. That is what this man was saying. He said the light was so sweet. And it was pleasant to eyes and a new day dawn. Amen. Amen. So when we have this light, when we encounter this light and God restore us, I want to tell you something. There is another thing that happens when you have this light. That is found in the book of Matthew 6, 22. The Bible said, your eyes is like a lamb that provides light for your body. And when your eyes is healthy, your whole body is filled with what? I can hear you. Your whole body is filled with? With light. Not with darkness. Not maybe or maybe not. This is light. Your whole body. See, your eyes. When this man was blind, he can't make decisions of his own. He can't say, I'm going to take left if I'm going home. Okay. That is my food. I'm going to grab it now and eat. He needs someone to locate the food for him. But when this man has light, when he encountered Christ, there is so much what? Energy. He has this energy. To do what? To celebrate. Energy to do what? To glorify the name of God. Energy to stand fame on the light that he has encountered. And the Bible says in the book of Psalm 30, verse 11, this is this, see, this, you know, this song of Sam is what I thought in my mind when I was preparing the scripture. I said, when this man encountered this light, he didn't just have the light, but that is going to be testimony. What is the testimony? And the Bible said, you have turned my morning into joyful dancing. Do you see this man telling the people, let's have the picture. You see this? He didn't just go home when he encountered Christ. Because the, the, the excitement, the lie that he is filled with, he has to run into the street and tell people, wow. He turned my morning into dancing. And you have taken away the cloth of morning and clothed me with joy. I want you to just say to God, Take a minute and tell God, thank you for taking this cloth of mourning and clothe me with a cloth of joy.
Because you are privileged to be in the presence of the Lord. That means you have the light. As you are seated here, you are not in darkness. The light is in you. So you prayed, just thank God for the light you have in you. Abba Father, thank you for we are not with the darkness. Thank you Father because you gave us your light. Thank you, Father, because you turn our morning into dancing. Not just morning into dancing, but a joyful dancing, a joyful joy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, another thing you need to see, that this man, you see, the light gives confidence. Do you, do you agree with me? Light gives you confidence. When you can, you, when you can see you have no confidence of yourself. You are lost. But when you have this light, you have what is called full confidence. And that confidence, I just want to read it to you in the book of Psalm 16 verse 8. It says, I know that the Lord is always with me. He will not be shaken. He said what? He, the blind man, you can put your name. I will not be shaken. Say, I will not be shaking for he is right beside me you cannot be shaking when you have the light in you now look at this picture I want if I read the scripture you don't understand then I'll give you the second part <laughs> this is Christ walking with the same blind man the man is walking majestically there was nothing like fear because he knew Christ is right there beside me. He is going to work with me every minute, second, an hour of my life. Amen. Now, if you look around, you're going to see there are some stones in the seashore. If Christ was not working with this man, what would happen? He can instantly hit the stone and stumble. He might even walk into the sea and get drowned. But his confidence was, Christ is always with me. Amen. Can somebody give a round of applause for Jesus? Do it as if you mean it from your heart. Clap your hands for our Lord Jesus. Because we have the light that leads to life. Amen. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. If you don't shout it, do, what, do, what do you think that is the meaning of Amen? So shall it be. If you can't say, so shall it be, when you clap your hands, that means you are wasting your time. You don't write a check to cash to catch out money in the bank without putting a signature. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So, we're going to go into the uh, second what? The Bible says, which is the word of Jesus in Matthew 5, 14, verse 15. He said, you are the light of what? You are the light of what? Hmm. I love this particular verse so much. This is the place I enjoy so much when I was preparing the sermon. God opened my eyes and gave so many revelation to me. He said, you are the light of the world, like a city on the high, on the what? On high top. 
that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. He said, in the same way, let your good deed, let your good deed shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Amen. 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 Now, let's, let's pieces the scripture. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to split the picture, the scripture in a part. He said, you are what? The light of the world. Let me have the picture. What do we see here? One person in the midst of what? In darkness. Only one person, right? So, this is what happened to us, the Christian. This is what we represent. This is what church. This is what church. That is why we've been studying about the church, the church culture. You need to understand why you are the church. Why we are made to call church. Church is not just to come and catch fun and go home. We are to create life for others to see. Because through you, others can have the same light. If you don't shine, what will happen? If there's no light in you, what will happen? There will be blackness. If the church cannot shine his light, the light Christ have put in us, there will be blackness all over the whole universe. And that is why it's so important for you to understand that you are the light of the world. The Bible said in book of Romans 13, 13 to 14, it says, because you belong to the day, you must leave this saint for all to do what? See. Don't participate in the darkness of what? Of what? White parties and drunkenness. Or in a sexual promiscuity. And immoral living. Or in a quarreling or jealousy. He said, instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let your thinking about the ways you indulge in evil what? Your evil desires. Don't allow your thinking. Don't allow your thinking to, you know, to lure you to begin to commit these things that would cause us to derail. He said, because you belong to the day. You need to understand when Jesus said that you are the light of the world. Means you belong to the day. You belong to the light. You belong to Christ. The church belongs to Christ. We need to shine. We don't have to think like others. I ask you just one question. What do you think when you listen to the songs like hip-hops? You know, this is what we do on a daily basis. People do. Most of us do it. But when I understand the principle and what music is all about, I stop anything worldly music. I tell you, I can't remember when I listen to worldly music. My wife is my witness. She's always there. We move around. The Bible led us to understand that songs are to do what? To praise God. It's only for God praise. If it led from that direction, it's for the word. 
You listen to songs that would not that will not increase you, that will not edify you. We go to places where the worldly people often stay every day. We go to club, we sing, we dance. Someone is looking at you. Is that another brother from Bangalore River Center? Uh oh. Yeah. And he came last week preaching for me, repent. And he's here drinking, jumping up. Come on. You are not representing Christ. You are not representing the church. We need to be honest. What are these things that you know that could give you a bad image in the sight of men? What do you represent? We represent holiness, righteousness, love. That's why the scripture said, instead, clothe yourself with the presence of Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe yourself with the presence of our Lord Jesus. How can you clothe yourself with the presence of our Lord Jesus? It's so simple that you read the scripture. You're listening to the right songs. You go to the right place. You go to church. You know, I love this word that said, iron sharpen irons. When you go to church, you know what you are doing for yourself? You are sharpening your knife. Ah, I am sharp. Any day I step into this house, see, this is my secret. Whenever I'm broken, whenever I'm confused, I come to church. Maybe no one is here. I may just come. Friday is my best day. I mean, Wednesday, which is prayer. That is my best day in my entire week. That Wednesday, if I come here, I tell you, I'm living renewed and restrengthened. I might come weak, but I will go transformed. That is why you need to clothe yourself with our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the word. He is the scripture that you read. Whenever you pick up your Bible, you are sitting with God. You are having interaction with our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And the Bible also said that you are like what? City. On a hill top that cannot be hidden. You are like a city on a hill top that cannot be hidden. What do we see? A lighthouse. Wow. We love this picture, right? That is the church. This is what church really represents. Amen. Amen. This is what church represents. Everyone in the whole world, wherever you are, whenever you are weak, whenever you are feeling pain, when you are rejected and you looked up, what do you see? Your first thought is the church. Where will I go? Who will love me next? The world have rejected me. The only one that can love you is the church. Now, let's just, you know, go to the book of Romans. Uh, sorry, uh, that's the book of Isaiah 2, 2, verse 3. The Bible says what? In the last day, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on the earth. And it will above, above, above. Now, let me just hold on here. 
I need to open your eyes somehow. Yeah. Our eyes need to be open in this place. It says, in the last day. In the what? Last day. The mountain of the Lord's house will be highest of all. And it will become the most important place on the face of the earth. Which organization have you seen that is more popular, that is more right than the church? Church is everywhere. The church is everywhere. It's the most richest organization in the whole world. See, when you hear, when Isaiah was talking about Jerusalem, he was talking about the temple of the Lord. When he talks about the hill, the mountain of the lost house, what is he saying? The mountain of the lost house. Where is the lost house? Is the church from individual together? We are called the church, not the building. We are people of the church. We are the highest. When people are broken, they run to the church. It's the most important place. And the Bible says, it will be raised above all the hills. Do you think about the persecution the church is going through? Have you thought of that? In my country, right now, the Christian, this is what they call it, the ethnic cleansing. The revelation has come long time ago, but everyone was sleeping. Pro prophet from Western world said, if the Christians of Nigeria will not rise up and pray and ask for forgiveness, Nigeria is going to become the talkie second, which is the minor Christian. What which Apostle Paul spoke of. Now it's happening. The church needs to wake up. Every day, there is persecution. They are going to the churches, murdering people. The missionaries are being, being behead. Why? Because of the gospel. But do you know the most happiest part of it? The more the persecution comes, the more we expand. Amen. 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 And the Bible goes on, it says, and the people from all over the world will come, stream there to worship. All people, all over what? The nation will come there and do what? Stream there to worship. I could tell you this. My personal experience, there are millions of people who travel all over the world coming to churches in Nigeria for what? Healing, transformation, breakthrough. Why? That is the same word Isaiah was speaking of. Isaiah said, he said, people, people from all over the nations will do what? We come there and stream. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Do you really want people 
to encounter Christ? Do we really want the, the nations of the earth to come receiving from God? We have to live right. We have to make it happen. We have to put our effort. Because when he say the nations of the earth, we come straining there. There to worship. Because if you don't live right, if the church did not really represent Christ, people will not come and worship. Do you really understand? People will see us and say, no, that is not the kind of church I want to go and worship. Because that is not the kind of church God has called you to be. And Isaiah was still speaking. It says, people from many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways and he will walk in his path. Amen. For the Lord's teachings will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. Hmm. The word of God. The word of God. We go out from Zion. And the same word of God. We go out from Jerusalem. He said. People will say come. Come. Let us go to the house of Jacob. How many people have seen your character, your lifestyle? How many people have you influenced as a church? How much have we influenced this city? That is why when we were reading the confession, it said, we are what? The light in this city. Are you really the light in this city? If we are the light in this city, our duty is to influence people. When they see our lifestyle, when they see Christ in us, when they encounter Christ through us, they will go and tell their friends, come, you are blind. Come, you are missing it. Follow me, come, come, come. Let's go to the house of the lost. You know, this is what they will say. Let's go to the, the house of Jacob's God. Because there, he will teach us his what? His ways. So we can walk in his paths. That is what the church is all about. And having said this, we are the church. Yes. We are built on the solid rock. We are now to sit and just to watch. Not only to influence people around us. We need to do for them that. We need to do, you know, something more greater than that. There's another picture I want to show you. This picture, what do you see here? Hello? Are we together? I think we're, we're lost. Depression. Okay. Any other definition? He's reading Bible. How can you read Bible when your eyes is closed? Huh? He's praying. Okay, nice. Okay, let's just move on. What I saw here in my own perception was, this man has the word of God in his hands. But he's confused. He's lost. 
most of us has the light in us. We don't know how to make a move. We don't know the step to take. You have the light. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. But you are confused. Not just to influence people. See, there are ways you go. Then you will misinterpret the scripture. Right? Now, this man, he has read the scripture. Huh? Lord, what will I do? He's confused. He doesn't know the path to follow. He, he, even, he's not even willing to do anything. Then the Bible said in the book of Isaiah 60 verse 1. It says, Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rise to shine on you. Arise. The church is the Jerusalem. Church, wake up. I'm not just speaking to this church. But I'm using this media to speak to the church all over the world. We need to wake up. What is that that causes you to be lost in this world? Yes, I know this world is full of darkness. But we need to wake up from our slumbers. Arise for the light. You know, that is what the, the King James said. He said, arise and shine for the light has come. For the glory of the Lord have risen upon you. When the glory of the Lord is raised upon you, you are to shine. You are not going to shine for yourself. You are not going to shine to impress men. But you are going to risk yourself in this shining. See, shining for God is not by wealth. Shining for God is action. If you don't put action in your wells, there is nothing. You are simply keeping quiet. Because when you speak and your, your words has no action, your, the action is when you make a step. When you do something. Give me the other picture. What do we see? Huh? Holding hand, giving a helping hand. Okay. This is how the world is. So many people are falling apart. They are falling from the hilltops in depression, brokenness, rejection. A lot has happened to people and they are falling. And when God said, You are the light of the world. And he said, like a hilltop that cannot be hidden. He said, let your good deed shine for all men to see. Now, what is your good deed? You need to give a helping hand to that brother which is fallen. That sister that is broken, you need to go and comfort that sister. With what? With the word of God. With the light that you carried. You know, there's this scripture that said, it's out of the belly flow a reverse of living water. He said, it will bubble. And when the bubble do what? It flows out. It doesn't remain inside. When you put a water in the pot with a fire, what happened to the water? It boils. And when it boils so much, it begins to force out. That is what God expects the church to be. That we don't just enjoy the salvation alone. 
But this salvation will reach to others out there that is in need of the same salvation. Because for you to find this light, someone has to locate you. God used someone to reach to you. Maybe you were born in a Christian family. No, it doesn't end there. Someone reached to your mother before your mother conceived you and you were able to be nurtured in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So isn't your duty also to give a helping hand to someone that needs this light in his life. And that brings you in the book of Ephesians 5, 2 and verse 1. He said, instead, imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with what? Love. Following the examples of the Christ, he lost us and offered himself as what? A sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma to God. He offers himself as a sacrifice, as a living aroma to God. Let me tell you, you going out there, risking your life. You know, there is a word that said in the book of Romans. I don't know if it's there. Romans 14, 7, 8. It said, for we don't live for ourselves. Or die for ourselves. If we live, is what? To honor the Lord. And if we die, is to honor the Lord. So, whether we live or die, we belong to who? We belong to who? You don't live for yourself. When Christ says you are the light, you need to shine the heart of men. When you are giving a helping hand, you have to give it from the heart. When you are doing it, you are going to take example from who? From Christ. Because he did what? He gave himself as a living sacrifice that you and I, you and I, might do what? Might have the light. And the Bible said, a pleasing aroma to God. Let me tell you, your righteous living, your helping of hands is an aroma and a pleasing sacrifice to God in heaven. Whatever you do, the heaven acknowledge it. There is nothing that you do which is good that does not give glory to heaven. That is why Romans said, whatever we do or we live or die, we do it to honor God. We don't do it to impress anyone. It's to do what? To honor who? God. Amen. Amen. Mm. Are we learning something? Are we learning something today? Yes. That's the word of Pastor Jojo. I borrowed from him. <laughs> Amen. 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 Mm. So, heaven says all this. I need to bring your attention to one particular word. In the same Matthew that Jesus said, let your light shine for all men to see that they will do what? Glorify your? They will glorify God. Now, do you know you can actually dim in your light not to shine? I believe we have understood how we can shine for Christ and what it takes to shine for Christ. Now, you're going to understand what will cause your light not to shine. Because if I don't explain this, 
is like leaving you on the road. Let's travel to Bangalore from Mumbai and I live in Chip Manglo. <laughs> yes, they sounds alike. Bangalore, Chip Manglo. So if I live in Chip Manglo, that means I'm not taking you to the destination. Why I tell you we are going to Bangalore. So now I need to, to understand why your light could be dimming. Now, please give me that picture there. Okay, what do we see here? A full light. Then next, it begins to dim little by little, right? Little by little. True? Okay. If you agree with me, then let me move on. The Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy 2, 16, 17, it says, avoid what less foolish what? Foolish talk. That only leads to more godless behavior. It's a think of, it's a, this kind of talk spreads like cancer, as in a case of. Hey, don't worry, I know it. I just want to see if I'm the only one that has to bite my tongue. It says, like, it says, it spreads out like cancer, as in the case of Humanius. Sorry, sorry. Himenius. Himenius and Philetius. Himenius and Philetius. I battled with this word yesterday, seriously. Even I have to go to Elena and say, man, this pronunciation is too heavy for me. <laughs> okay. See, I, I love God. He, you know, the Spirit of God will give you the ability to do what you think you can do. Even if I felt I can't pronounce it well, but I know God has given me the authority to, to spread the word. Amen. It says what? He said, avoid this kind of talks. They lead to what? Godless. What are the talks? Sometimes we, we joke. We do some, you know, we lies. We say it's a joke. We, we want to make people laugh. We begin to say some words. We crown lies in our mind. And, you know, give it out. People will laugh. Yay. I tell you the fact, you are dimming your light. From little, before you know it, it spreads like cancer. How does cancer kill people? Cancer does not kill just in one day. It comes in stage one. Oh, there is something here. Doctor tell you, you go and tell your friend. Oh, the doctor said I have something here. It feels very painful. <laughs> You cry little on the first day. Your friend tells you, don't worry, it's okay. That is the same thing people tell us when we live with lies. They say, lies is okay. It doesn't matter. You are just lying to cover up your, you know, your mistakes. Yes, you, the lie, it doesn't mean. They will tell you, don't worry. But I tell you, when it gets to stage two, stage three, then you began to cry deeply. That is when you will, when your light will cook, totally do what? Get blank. You don't see again. You don't see again. And there is another thing that causes our light not to shine. Not only the words that we speak. Not only the words. The Bible says in the book of Philippians 2, 
3 to 4. It said, don't be what? Selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own. Interest. But take interest in? In others? In church. Most of church, they don't, they don't shine for Christ to see. They want to impress people. We have the best attire. Our church looks more beautiful. We have air conditions. Most of us, as the church individual, we do this. We want to impress the church. I sing better than him. I preach better than him. I know how to clean the floor more than him. I speak more better than him. He's not educated. Why must they put him there? Such talks, such imagination. What does it do? It dims your light. These are the things you should avoid for your light to continue to shine. But why getting involved into these things? My dear, I tell you, when you speak to people about Christ, about the light, they will not see the light. They will see the darkness because you don't represent what you are. And the Bible goes on says in verse 4, it said, don't look out for your own interest. Whatever we do, whatever we say, let's do it for the interest of all. Don't say, I'm going to pray for myself. No. I'm going to give this money. I'm going to give my offering so that I could help someone that is in need. Yeah, my offering will help our church member. Let our offering help people outside. Let our tithe give comfort to people outside. What you have in your possession, don't say, no, it's for my brother in the church only. Let it be for that person outside too. Don't say, no, this is for my family. God has given it to me. This light is mine alone. It's for my family. Let this light shine for others to see. Amen. 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 Now the last verse and the last picture of the day. Given the picture, the ants. Okay, what do we see here? This is what? Teamwork, togetherness. That is what the church is called for. Togetherness. We are not called for individual battles. We are called to chain our hands and work together. You know, I like a book of Proverbs. It said one thing about marriage. It said that two can defeat, but three can do what? Can overcome. Two can defend, but three will overcome. So if we chain, you know, it takes two to tangle. If there is not two or three, it's going to be difficult. Imagine here, one ant trying to push the stone. That is how we push the darkness. This is how we push the darkness. How can you push the darkness alone? It's impossible. Why do we gather here on Wednesday to pray together for the city, for the nation? It's teamwork. 
We come together. We cry our heart out to God. And we command and we decree. And the kingdom of God do what? They flee. God has been giving us victory as a teamwork in our church here. I'm a testimony of that. Because the way we pray, I have seen a lot of good things. Transformation in this house. And the Bible said in the book of Philippians 2.12, it said, Dear friends, you always follow my instruction when I was with you and now that I am away. It is even more important, work hard to show the result of your what? Salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. We, Apostle Paul was talking to the church of the Philippines, in the church of Ephesians. He said, when I was here, you follow my instruction. He said, now I am away. It's even more important. See, when Christ was on earth, it's easy for people to see him and to understand and also follow him instantly. But now, I tell you, it's more important and more easier because one, is the right time. This is the right time. We need to work hard. This is the right time we need to work hard. As team, this is the right time that we have to put our hands together so that we can defeat this power of darkness. Amen. Shall we rise up on our feet as we pray? We hope you were refreshed and strengthened by the word of God. If you want to know more about God or have a question you would like to ask or even a prayer request you would like to share, do connect with us at dreamingrevival.com. Be our guest for one of our services here at Bangalore Revival Center on Saturdays at 7 p.m. or Sundays at 11 a.m.